Hi listeners, this is Bree, and I'm back again with episode 2, Life After the Big Move. So for those of you who listened to my first episode, I'm sure that you all can attest that me moving to Georgia was by far one of the hardest things because I will always find myself self-sabotaging at the peak of discomfort. Quite frankly, I no longer look at discomfort as a bad thing. That is one of the ways that we are able to mature in our walk with God. So looking back, my first six months here was extremely hard. So I decided to share with you guys a breakdown of my experiences. So month one, I focused on finding a church home, along with trying to adjust to living in such a big city. Month two, I joined the church by accident which technically wasn't an accident, according to God's will for my life. Month three, I got a part-time job at a retail store. Two weeks later, I was contacted by management for a promotion. I declined that offer because it would require me having to work Sunday mornings. And since being on my spiritual journey, my Sundays has always been reserved for church slash ministry. Also in month three, I was able to see firsthand that a friend that I had moved here with wasn't my friend. I was kicked out of the house and I later ended up having to sleep in my car for one night. That was when the pressures of life started to weigh in and I began to question God as as to why I was being led here to experience similar situations with different people. So feeling restless and having no idea what to do. I asked God, and he said that he wanted me to apologize to her. I'm like, wait, God, this is ridiculous because I didn't do anything. And he said, Bree, just trust me. So I sent this lengthy, heartfelt apology, and minutes following that, I was allowed back into her home. A week later, I was given a three-week deadline to move out. Here I am. God, what now? Again? No response. That following Sunday, I went to church and this random girl sat at my table. She seemed nice. So we chatted, we laughed, we exchanged numbers, and she agreed that she would reach out to me to set up a possible girls outing. Later that day, I returned to that friend's house and was shockingly presented with a two-week deadline to move out. Angry and tired of feeling as though I'm being targeted, I cried out to God. After releasing all that I kept bottled in, I asked God, what now? He said the girl's name that I met at church. Me and my pride was like, oh no, this is embarrassing. She doesn't know me. I don't know her. I just don't want to be a burden on anyone else. Several minutes later, acting in obedience, I texted the girl at church to see if she needed a roommate. Seconds later, she responded and said, oh my God, yes. So we met up and she gave me this walkthrough of her home. As far as cost, she charged me a month-to-month fee that matched exactly what I was giving that friend, which was so affordable. God's amazing grace and his provision allowed me to move out three days before the actual deadline. I mean, I was stoked astounded and crying tears of joy. I mean, I was just all over the place. Month four, 
I was going on interviews every week. The beginning of month five, I was able to bear much fruit and considered it a month of restoration while subconsciously thinking that everything was over. By the end of month five, I was involved in a bad car accident that resulted in total loss, delayed employment, and an intense recovery process. Month six, I found myself having to testify alongside several other women who was stalked by my fellow colleague, cursed out by one of my staff members, and so much more. So reading Lamentations 3 over and over again, verses 52 through 57, Genesis 50, verse 20, and several other scriptures, trying to suppress my emotions. I was still attending church, and I was still pretending as though everything was okay. So suddenly, my peers began to notice the mood swings, and they would say that I wasn't the same Brie that I once was. At that moment, I realized that I was allowing everything going on during that time to take a toll on me spiritually, physically, and mentally. I was unable to sleep, extremely depressed, and I began having suicidal thoughts. So I decided to talk to my neurologist about it, and she shared that it happens a lot to people who've experienced head trauma from a car accident. So she prescribed me antidepressants. After struggling with depression for months, I was finally able to pick myself up. I became this lioness after leaving my prayer closet. I danced in the presence of God through worship, and at work during break time, I utilized this empty room on campus for, devo- for devotion and praise and worship. So with the help from God, I was able to bounce back expeditiously. So my encouragement to those listening tonight, never feel as though you've arrived and that you can kick your feet up and relax. It is so important as Christians to stay guarded and stay grounded at all times, putting on the full armor of God and using the word as your weapon because spiritual warfare is so real. The enemy is always near and he cannot stand to see you walking this thing out with God and following his commands. At any given moment, if you're not careful, he will make it to where you're focusing more on the circumstances surrounding you rather than the God that's right there in front of you. So I hope that this encourages you, and I would like to personally thank you all for tuning in. And this background song is by Curtis Glenn, Oh My God. God bless you.
That's when you stepped in. 